Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Matthew 24, but we haven't been there the last couple episodes, right? <laughs> we have been, but we haven't been. We're checking out some cross-references here. And boy, this is really important. We've looked at Matthew 24, verses 1 through 14. We looked at Mark 13, 1 through 13. Now we're going to Luke's account of what happened here. And this is in the 21st chapter of Luke, beginning with verse 5. And it's a little bit longer than the others, like three or four verses longer. It's the same basic idea, but there's more little details, right? That's the reason we look at these cross-references. Also, when it's all said and done, we go back and sort of try to put some of these things together. Luke is looking at some things in a, maybe a near future and even further future, some interesting things. So here we go, verse 5. And while some were talking about the temple, that it was adorned with beautiful stones and votive gifts, Jesus said, As for these things which you're looking at, the days will come in which there will not be left one stone upon another which will not be torn down. Well, they questioned Jesus about this, saying, Teacher, when therefore will these things happen? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? So we see right here that this is basically what we've seen in Matthew and Mark, right? Verse 8, and Jesus said, see to it that you are not misled. You notice that's the first thing that is said in all three of these accounts. And we'll talk a little more about this later. But folks, that is so, so important. See to it that you are not misled. For many will come in my name saying, I am he and the time is near. Do not go after them. So again, we have the same type of thing that people are going to come saying, I am. They're going to come in the name of the Lord saying, I am. Either that they are God or that he is God. And they're going to say this. Luke gives us this little insight. The time is near. Well, in one perspective, the time is near. The time has always been near. But he says this, do not go after them. Luke says that point blank. Don't chase after them. Verse 9. When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified. Folks, let me just stop right here for a moment. That's a biggie for us. When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified. Just look at how a huge portion of the professing body of Christ has reacted the last couple of years to things. Totally absolutely consumed with fear and by fear. Okay, I mean, just it's a paralyzing fear. I think that's the reason Luke uses the term, do not be terrified. Jesus tells us point blank, don't do that. Then he continues, for these things must first take place, but the end does not follow immediately. You know, a lot of times people sit there and think, well, okay, this is happening, but the end's coming soon. Ah, maybe not. Verse 10, then Jesus continued by saying to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes and in various places, plagues and famine. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. There's terror again. 
there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Well, that's interesting. Remember, they had a ask him what's going to be the sign of your coming again in the end of age. And now he's saying <coughs> there's going to be great signs from heaven. Verse 12. <clears throat> Excuse me. Things are dusty here today. But before all these things, when? Before all these things. So we see we're getting a little timing in here with Matthew and Mark and Luke. They're giving us little hints. They're giving us insight. Before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. It will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. Remember, I pointed that out in the previous episode. So he's telling me, you're going to have terror. You're going to have these things that happen. But before this happens, here's what's going to occur. They're going to persecute you. They're going to deliver you over to the synagogues. Now, who's he talking to? Remember, he's talking to these four disciples that ask him a question. He said, you're going to be delivered over to prisons. You're going to be hauled before kings and governors. The question that often arises is, is this word right here just for the disciples that ask this question, or is it for the body of Christ as a whole? There's a big debate over this. And uh, I'll just give you a little preemptive thing right here. People who I really, really trust, okay, who I know they're solid, they're solid believers, are dead wrong about a lot of this. They actually come along and they'll say this. Oh, well, Matthew 24 and 25, all this right here with the Olivet Discourse, all that Jesus is saying, this is just for these believers of the first century. It's just for the Jewish people, and it's not for us. So Matthew 24 and 25 is not for us. But then they'll come back very, very quickly and say that Matthew 28, the Great Commission, is for us. You can't do that, folks. And then we're going to find out that there's so much more detail here that makes it evident that it's not just for this particular generation. Okay. Well, let's press on verse 13. Jesus said what? This is going to lead to an opportunity for your testimony. And the testimony is you're going to be able to preach the gospel to the nations. Verse 14, Jesus says this, So make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself. He said the same thing over in Mark. Make up your mind. In other words, folks, prepare your mind. If you sit there and think, <coughs> okay, when this kind of stuff comes, I'll be okay. You know, I, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll respond right. No, not if you're not prepared. You need to make up your mind beforehand how you're going to do this. What does he say? So make up your minds not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself. Well, does that make any sense? In other words, I am not going to defend myself by the power of my ability, the power of my knowledge, the power of what I might be able to do. No, 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 no. Jesus already said it over Mark. He says, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you the word to say at that hour because it's not you who speaks. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. Jesus says the same thing here in verse 15. For I will give you utterance and wisdom which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. Refute. The word refute right there, and resist too, but particularly refute, uh, the King James, the authorized version, says that none can gainsay you. I didn't know what that word gainsay <laughs> meant until somebody uh, spoke over me and a buddy of mine in very much a profound prophetic sense and used the word and said that none shall gainsay you. Well, that's great. That's wonderful. What does that mean? <laughs> 
you know, it means that no one's going to be able to speak against you and speak against what you're saying because you're going to be speaking the truth because the truth is going to be the utterance and the wisdom of the Most High God through the Holy Spirit through you. But let me tell you, Jesus says, here's how it's going to be, verse 16. But you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Notice what he says. They will put some of you to death. They're going to die. And you will be hated by all because of my name. Yet not a hair of your head will perish. <laughs> well, how can some of you be put to death, yet not a hair of your head will be perished? Well, that's an interesting question. Isn't it? I'll just give you a little advance notice here. He's speaking that, you know, when it's all said and done and in judgment, you're not going to experience the second death. Ha ha! Not a hair of your head will perish. Verse 19, listen to this carefully. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. Remember what Mark said? The one who endures to the end, he will be saved. Luke says, by your endurance, you will gain your life. This is not salvation by works. This is uh, endurance that comes about because of true salvation. If you're truly saved, you'll endure to the end. If you're not truly saved, you're not going to endure. The next word is but, in the same way that it had been over in Mark, the same way it had been in Matthew, where he picks up and explains some more. Luke's is really interesting. We'll look at it later. But my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you next episode.